we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 4th, 2016. Next report is entitled Satanic Pedophilia Network Exposed in Australia. It starts at the top, just like USA and UK. Again, I'll give you another warning. This is this is not something you want to have children around hearing this. I mean, the whole study, really. But this is even a whole other level. And I, again, I am leaving out the super gory details. But to let you understand what's going on by the top, top people on the planet as a matter of just the way they live their lives. <clears throat> the New World Order cult that rules the world administers a satanic pedophilia network, including top-level politicians like Australian prime ministers and U.S. presidents. The satanic pedophilia network, which underlies the New World Order, was again exposed in the last few months by another brave whistleblower. Australian woman Fiona Barnett showed a ton of courage in going public at a Sydney press conference in October 2015 and naming names, and we're going to listen to her in a little bit. Fiona, a former victim of satanic ritual abuse and part of the international VIP pedophile ring, not only exposed the existence of a satanic pedophile network and its international child trafficking ring, but actually named three former Australian prime ministers and one former U.S. president as her perpetuators. She reveals that this network, composed of famous actors, celebrities, judges, politicians, and other high flyers, has infiltrated all the key organizations. See, that's how you get to those levels you got to play their game. You want to be big in Hollywood? You want to be a big politician? You want to be a big entertainer? You want to be a big movie star? Well, you got to be a pedophile. I've heard it over and over again, all the initiation rights they make people just in the music industry go through. The guys all have to be sodomized. The women all have to be raped. And, I mean, have the most disgusting garbage done to them. That's your price of admission. You sell your soul to Satan in order to get that fame. It's how it works. It's not that, oh, I worked my way to the top. No, it's that's not how it works. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, so the these this has infiltrated all key organizations and institutions in Australia, just, just as it has the US and the Britain, this pedophile network. Warning, what follows is graphic and requires a great deal of maturity to swallow, and I cut a lot of it out. Uh, but if you're interested in getting the real truth of what's going on in the world, read on. Fiona saw it all. Satanic ritual rape torture and murder but actually says the way i've been treated for reporting the crimes i've witnessed and experienced has been far worse than my original abuse experiences that's saying a whole mouthful considering what she went through that speaks volumes about the people's collective denial and amnesia doesn't it fiona proclaims that australia is a pedophile haven she explains how australia took in a large number of nazi war criminals just like the usa including her own step-grandparents, Nazi war criminals. She was introduced by her own family to an international child trafficking pedophile ring in Sydney. See, that was part and parcel for the Nazis, too. They were sick devils. I mean, how could you do what they did, the Nazis? You know, how could you justify? You look at the mass hysteria and brainwashing of those Hitler rallies and stuff, and it's like, wow, it's like the whole country was demon-possessed of the toenails, at least the ones that were following Hitler. How can that happen? Well... You know, when you're when you have mass demon possession, it can happen, and this is always part of it. These pedophile networks. Uh, going forward, she says some victims are kidnapped off the street. <coughs> Excuse me. Some are bred for it without ever getting birth certificates, and some are and they are breeders, and they have the baby, and the baby's killed in the sacrifice. That's typically how it works. And some are brought in through multi generational abuse. 
These later ones are trained and expected to become the perpetuators and future administrators of it. So they're training you from an early age, if you survive the early age, to become what they are, which you'll be the ones sacrificing children and raping children later in life when you become an adult. That's what they're training you up for. Fiona has had flashbacks of being abused as young as the age of two. Later on, when she was a little girl, she was dropped off at VIP parties and instructed to say, when she got there, quote, the star child is here. Then watch as famous politicians, actors, and celebrities snorted cocaine, raped her, had sex with each other, then pretended to drown her in a pool. She wasn't just sexually abused and raped. She also, she also suffered satanic ritual abuse in the form of torture, uh, like suffering cattle prodding electroshock to cause disassociation, which creates those, those fractured, um, compartmentalized multiple personalities. They can use a cattle prod to do that. Uh, one form of trauma to do it. She reveals how this pedophile ring goes on in the highest levels and included orgies at the Parliament House in Canberra itself. I guess that's a place in Australia, Canberra. Naming names. Fiona, I love naming names. I love it. Fiona names the names of people who sexually assaulted, raped, and tortured her. Anthony Kidman. Now, I've heard, I've heard a lot that he was involved in this. <clears throat> who is actress Nicole Kidman's father. The one that was married to Tom Cruise. Anthony Kidman. Nicole Kidman is a victim of The Ring too. She was richly raped. But she was very, very nasty toward her fellow victim, Fiona, who's the lady that's come out um, in saying all this. Dr. John Gittinger, the Lu Lithuanian Nazi concentration camp and CIA agent. Former U.S. President Richard Nixon. He was one of the ones. Former Australian Prime Minister Go Whitlam and former Prime Minister, Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke, former Prime Minister Paul Keating. Former Australian opposition leader Kim Beasley, former NSW Premier Bob Carr, U.S. evangelist Pastor Billy Graham. Billy Graham. Oh, didn't we mention him earlier? Oh, yeah, we did. We mentioned him a lot earlier. He's got exit 33 for his Billy Graham library on I-85. He's a 30, he was a 33rd degree Freemason. Yeah, that same one. The one that denies a literal hell and would tell the Catholics to go back to their church and says gays are wonderful and, and all this other stuff. Yeah, that same Billy Graham that we just talked about earlier. Yeah, him. She was one, he was one of the pedophiles there abusing her. Ted Turner. Oh, no, not Ted Turner. No, no, he's, he's gold. I mean, he's, he's only said we need to reduce world population to 500 million. Oh, no. No, he said less than five. He said three to four hundred million, which is even more aggressive than the Georgia Guidestones. That was quoted from Audubon magazine. Uh, I mean, Ted only wants a ninety-five plus percent reduction of world population, and according to Ted, that would make the world a lot better place. Got that kind of mass human sacrifice. Yeah. So there we there we go. I told you how to. I had a surprise for you about Billy Graham. Well, that's the that's what I was waiting for. Barnett also mentions the brave Aussie politician Franca Arena who got up in the parliament under parliamentary privilege and said that there is a large pedophile ring involving politicians, judges, doctors, and media moguls. He named Kerry Packer, Bob Carr, Bob Hawk. Now, if, you're not going to know these names unless you live in Australia. Paul Keating, Robert Menzies, Alan Jones, not Alex Jones, but Alan Jones, a radio announcer, Bernard Cook, who's a 
I'm sorry, Bernard King, who's a cook. I don't know if he's got his own TV show. Molly Med Meldrum, TV presenter. Elton John. Oh, the 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 gay guy that sings all the songs. Yeah, that's married to that guy in England. Yeah, and they adopted their own kid. Oh boy, I feel sorry for their those kids they adopted. Elton John, John Kerr. Um. And Justice Lionel Murphy. Fiona has drawn her abuse pictures here. There's a link to that. She also recalls of being at the Bohemian Grove. Yeah, in California. On one occasion, she was in a pink bubble room and raped. On another, and I read Kathy O'Brien's book on, on the Bohemian Grove. She'll confirm all of this. Dick Cheney and the Bushes and, and the Clintons and, and all the people that are at Bohemian Grove and all the world leaders. Yep, that's what they do there. They have all their homosexual garbage going on. They rape and they kill little kids out there. And that's that's what they do for fun. That's how they have a fun time. On another occasion, she had to participate in Teddy Bear's Picnic at the Bohemian Grove. A child rape hunt party. I know for uh, from what I've read, that's one of the things that uh, Dick Cheney loved doing. How, having these child rape hunt parties where they would release a child out totally naked or, or an adult woman. And they would hunt her down and and, and, and um, rape her and then kill her typically. Um, so that was a rape hunt party though, where children were hunted like animals and raped, as also happened to Kathy Collins and Kathy O'Brien. And there's a link there to their um, their uh, reports. So Kathy Collins would confirm it and Kathy O'Brien. Um, <clears throat> and then there's another link here. Australian judge incest and pedophilia may be accepted by society. And in this video, Barnett talks about being present at a real satanic ritual with some of Australia's famous people. Kim Beasley, later to become Australian later party, Labour Party and opposition leader, and Richie Bernard, but Bernard, I'm sorry, famous Australian cricket captain and sports commentator. She reveals how Beasley and Bernard started the ritual by worshipping their satanic gods, chanting Baal, lucifer and satan son of the morning now they got that right that's what satan is also known as son of the morning not morning star now in the kjv the bible says how art thou fallen from lucifer oh um how how art thou fallen from heaven O lucifer son of the morning whereas the niv and the false versions translate that verse and i think it's isaiah 14 12 um how art thou fallen from lucifer morning star and then if you have a reference Bible, it'll take you to the bright morning star reference to Jesus Christ. So a lot of people would get confused when they read the NIV or these other false perversions because it'd say, they'd say, well, I don't understand. Why, why are they equating with Lucifer with the bright and morning star, which is Jesus? Are they the same thing? And that got a lot of people confused, and that's why it's, why it's in there. That's why we have the false Bible versions, to get you all off track. Okay, He is known as the son of the morning, though, in the KJV, in Isaiah 14, 12. Look it up doesn't say that in the other versions and um anyway then it says she witnessed them ceremoniously killing a pregnant mother which was a breeder to the satanist so they kill i guess they killed the mother and the baby which is one of the one of the sacrifices they will do um and in the center of the circle after that they pulled out the unborn child chopped it up with a knife and put it on a gold platter and then proceeded to do a tart a type of dark communion or eucharist where they're eating the baby and drinking its blood i'm sure um barnett mentions that the catholic church communion is based on this older satanic version of communion yeah it's a total satanic knockoff of the lord's supper which you get in a catholic church where they have the catholic communion host they worship it 
and they literally believe through the process of the Catholic priest called transubstantiation that they're literally transforming the Catholic host and the wine into the literal, not symbolic, but literal body and blood of Jesus Christ, which is blasphemous. Okay, That's why they continually try to re-sacrifice Jesus over and over to continually repay for their sins. Whereas when Jesus Christ is on the cross, he said, it is finished, done once and for all. You don't have to keep re-sacrificing me over and over. That's why when you walk into a Catholic church, he's still up on the cross. Because for them, he's always up on the cross. The, the sacrifice he made on the cross wasn't enough. He has to continually be re-sacrificed. And the, and the Catholic communion has to continually be resubmitted so that they can continually be atoning for their sins. Anyway, there's a link to that um, here if you want to know more about it. Fiona herself mentions in this interview that some of the criminals who abused... Now, I cut it off there. It got way more graphic. I, I, I chopped off a whole bunch there um, for the sake of trying to remain... You know, I don't want to go into the gory details too much because it got a lot worse. Fiona herself mentions in this interview that some of the criminals who abused and raped her were just pedophiles. And she puts former Aussie PM Go Whitlam in this category. Others, however, but it doesn't matter. Those pedophiles are still demon infested. No matter, no matter if they don't buy into the occult stuff or whatever. They're still there. They're still giving in. They're still channeling dark energies, obviously. Others, however, worship a dark religion called Satanism, which involves the summoning of these dark forces through channeling and twisted rituals, allowing these dark forces to overtake and use them. Then filled with the satanic energy, such as during rituals at the Bohemian Grove, these adherents commit all sorts of perverted acts, such as rape, necrophilia, having sex with dead people, torture, murder, sacrifice, and cannibalism. Let's go ahead and play her little clip here of her talking, making an announcement, press conference. Throughout my childhood, I was a victim of Australia's VIP child sex trafficking ring. For example, I was prostituted to pedophile parties at Parliament House, Canberra, and to an international leader at Fairbairn Military Airport. The people involved in this elite pedophile ring included high-ranking politicians, police and judiciary. From the late 1980s, I reported my abuse experiences to multiple healthcare professionals, not one of whom adhered to mandatory reporting requirements. I reported to New South Wales... So she's reporting to all these healthcare professionals, the police. None, none of them are doing nothing about nothing. Why? They're all in on it. These devils are all in on it. They've all sold their soul to Satan, as far as I'm concerned. Police in 2008. I reported to the Royal Commission in 2012. I reported to Operation Attest in Canberra. I made formal witness statements to New South Wales Police and have agreed to do more. I've reported directly to the New South Wales and Federal Police Commissioners and to the New South Wales Court. I have provided sufficient names, times, dates and places for authorities to investigate. My experiences were horrific beyond words. I witnessed child abduction, torture, rape, murder. But the way I've been treated for reporting the crimes I witnessed and experienced has been far worse than my original abuse experiences. Victims endure the most miserable childhood. Now, she's in front of a whole bunch of press here, which is good. There's a whole bunch of microphones on her face, which is great. This probably, if this happened in America, probably would, they probably wouldn't have anybody there at all, other than alternative media. That would be it. We then spend the rest of our lives paying for the crimes committed against us. Victims are constantly... 
constantly placed under excessive scrutiny. If we can't provide a precise time and date for something that happened 40 years ago, we put liars. If we get emotional, we label crazy. If we are vocal, we're just attention seekers. It's time to focus our attention away from victims and onto those responsible for the crimes against children. In the 2006 census, Australians identified child protection as their number one concern. Why then does our government continue to ignore the public's concern for children? Australia is a pedophile haven. Our laws are written, interpreted and administered in a way that benefits pedophiles and silences victims of crime. Our university lecturers teach pro-pedophilia material. Our health boards continue to allow offending doctors and psychologists to practice. We are up to our second Royal Commission into Child Abuse in 20 years. The Wood Royal Commission was indeed a failure. If it was successful, I wouldn't be standing here right now. The Wood Royal Commission was established in response to complaints about the VIP pedophile ring that abused me. This is the exact same elite pedophile ring that I reported to the current Royal Commission. In 2013, I asked the Royal Commission, what are you going to do differently to the failed Wood Royal Commission? They had no answer for me. If the Royal Commission does not result in the investigation and prosecution of the VIP pedophiles that victims like me have named, then they are just information gathering. I know you want me to stand here and name names. Yet to concentrate on the names serves to shift the focus from the entire reason I'm standing here. I have provided the names to the authorities. It is their responsibility to combine my information with what other victims have presented and properly investigate. And now I will give you some VIP names. Michelle. Michelle was a friendly 12-year-old with long dark hair. I witnessed her abduction, rape and murder when I was six years old. Samantha. Samantha was nine years old with wavy long brown hair and a warm smile. She had Down syndrome. Samantha was murdered when I was 12 years old. Chloe. Chloe was an attractive four-year-old with brown straight cut hair into a bulb and sea green eyes. Chloe was murdered when I was 14 years old. Don't make this about me. Focus on those victims who couldn't be here today to personally share what happened to them at the hands of the VIP pedophiles who have infiltrated Australia's supreme institutions. That's a brave lady there. And um, <clears throat> hard to comprehend. Really super, super hard to comprehend this. Okay, so continuing, Fiona explains how the satanic hierarchical pyramid works. So she's, this is her explaining this, how this works. Which, this literally kind of um, puts a bow on everything that we've been talking about today. This is how this system works, essentially. At least one aspect of it. Roughly speaking, at the lowest levels, you have street gangs. Next, you have organized crime in the mafia. Next, you have recruits into the elite club. Then above that, you have just the, quote, just pedophiles. Not they're just people, but they're just pedophiles, is what she means. Those who rape children, but who have no satanic connection. 
finally at the top, you have the elite VIPs who are full-fledged Satanists. Fiona states that only bloodliners can make it to the top, though. These people come from 13 or so Illuminati bloodlines. These bloodlines are revered as demigods, and, rough, and the roughly 300 bloodlines or so below that can never make it to the top echelon, probably because they don't have the pure blood or the royal or reptilian DNA. Now, here we go again. She's saying this. I'm not. But I sure have a lot lately talked about these reptilians that people are seeing, my listeners are seeing, they're starting to not be able to hold form. My own daughter saw one, okay? And these, it's becoming more common with my listeners. They're seeing these things. You're, you're seeing all of these news clips on TV where they're not holding form. They're, and they're from like NBC and NBC. And, and, I mean, it's like people are noticing this stuff where their eyes are shape-shifting. And they're, they're, they're going one minute, they're totally round pupil, then the next they're slits, and then they go back to the pupil. How do you explain that? Oh, it's all photoshopping. Oh, you're telling me the thousands of videos up there about that are all photoshopped, and the ones that are straight from news feeds are all photoshopped? That's impossible. So I'm telling you that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What were, what were the, the main things in Noah's day? Well, the Nephilim. What were they? Hybrids. You think about it. Half human, half fallen angel. Well, these people that keep appearing in public and can't hold form, and it's becoming more and more, and here we have a lady right here saying it's all about the bloodlines, and she's not the only one saying this. And all of these first-hand accounts of these politicians at high levels shape-shifting into reptilians, out of human form, saying that they have to have human blood in order to hold form, they have to kill little children in order to vampirize off their energy. It's a whole other aspect of this thing. And I have talked about this. And all of these different people in Hollywood that, that this is, I mean, with the, with the eyes alone. Thousands of examples. It's just all our imaginations? No. It's exactly as Jesus predicted. It's just not so overt. They're coming cloaked this time. In Noah's day, they were out in the open then but now they're coming in more of a cloaked fashion you have all this these people that have been abducted through the alien um, abductions okay at least three percent of the population and that's most likely very conservative in america since we signed that grenada treaty back i believe in the 40s i just you know what that is key in grenada in the keyword search box how our government entered into league with these devils Okay. And I'm not saying they're aliens from millions and millions of miles away. I'm saying it's just another version of what happened in Genesis 6 is what I'm saying here. As the Bible, as Jesus Christ predicted. Okay, You have all of that. You have all these, these uh, women and men being abducted. And it's always centered around, when they get abducted, it's always centered around the reproductive, the sexual reproductive, extracting semen, extracting eggs, this and that, and then all of a sudden, they, the women turn up pregnant, and then three months into that, all of a sudden, they get reabducted, and the baby's gone. And then all of a sudden, they'll, they'll maybe 10 years later, five years later, they're introduced to some entity aboard a, a, a ship that looks very similar to them, and they have this strange connection to them, but yet looks many times not quite human. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. These things are being introduced into society. They've had this breeding program going on for decades now. They're pre-positioning their troops 
among society and my like my friend James is seen when he's been on all of these calls and other listeners I'm seeing where they're actually seeing these things manifest out in the public. They're being put here on purpose as like a contingency beachhead hybrid crew so that when whatever plan they've got that they're going to enact, they're already going to have their troops out in society and they're already going to know our actions, just like they're bringing the Muslims over for kind of a very similar thing. And they're letting the legal aliens in and all, all, whatever. It's all related. It's all about defiling humanity and bringing humanity down. That, that, that witch that tried to kill me, the one, the one, the black-eyed being, she's like, you know, we live among you. They're very open about it anymore. They go around and they try to have sex with as many humans as they can. And a lot of times they have such mind control power over people that aren't saved that the, the, that the person that's getting, that the person they're having sex with doesn't even remember it. And they brag about it. Sometimes they'll manifest as black-eyed children. Sometimes they'll manifest with slits in their eyes. I'm telling you, that this is what is going on. This is more reality than anything that you might think is reality. And I've covered this over and over in my mega, my mega teachings I've done in the last two to three years on the alien agenda. Just look them up. Can't just the word mega. You'll find them. They're big studies. I went into this in detail. All this wickedness exploding. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I haven't been proven wrong on any of this stuff. If anything, I just get more confirmation. And it doesn't mean I think I'm perfect, or I've got all the answers, or I'm Mr. Smarty Pants. I'm just telling you, from the information I'm getting, all I ever get is pretty much confirmation that we're moving in that direction. You, you look at the alien agenda being pushed by Hollywood. Look at that. I mean, do you think there's no end game to that? Most pastors will say, well, bless God, no. Especially if they're Baptist. I'm not coming against Baptists, but I came out of that movement. And they're the most closed-minded that they are to this whole thing. They're going to have a real rude awakening when the motherships arrive or whatever. They, they, maybe it's a holographic image. Maybe you know, it's all a big deception. They don't believe, they, they'd rather just dismiss it and say there's nothing to it. Oh, yeah, that, Brother Johnson, he's an idiot. He, he don't know what he's talking about. We'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that Hollywood has spent billions of dollars through Satan's, you know, Hollywood um, to promote an agenda in so many different shows and so many different movies and so many different ways to have no end game whatsoever. There's, there's no, all that was just for our little entertainment. All that, nothing's going to come enough of it. I'm telling you, man, wickedness is increasing. The darkness that's, that's in the shadows is getting ready to come out of the shadows. And you need to be prepared as a Christian to literally engage this stuff when it happens. Build your house on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, on the word of God, And when the winds come and the waves come, you're not going to be shaken off your foundation. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and his heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. I'm not telling you to trust in me or any other man. But seek these things out. Be like the Bereans. See if they're so. I've given a lot of evidence that they are so. That there's some agenda here afoot. And it's not good. And could it be? Could it be that this is the great strong delusion of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that God referred to in the New Testament? 
And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Could this be that great? I can't imagine a bigger, greater deception. And it says in that same chapter that before the, the wicked is revealed, that there will be a falling away, and that word is translated apostasy of the church. And then that wicked shall be revealed. But there's going to be a falling away, and then the wicked will be revealed. The wicked's capital W. That is the Antichrist. Okay, so we're, we're right on the, we're already seeing the falling away. I mean, just look at the, the church in general, you know, that would identify themselves as Christians. We're seeing that. We're seeing total evidence of that. We're seeing total evidence and fulfillment of the scriptures, of the way it said it would be prior to the tribulation, prior to Christ coming back. We're seeing all that confirmed. The Bible's totally accurate. So when I see this statement saying, because they don't have pure blood or the royal or the reptilian DNA, that's why they can't get to the upper echelons, because they're not, they, you cannot be fully human at the upper echelons to get to the very, very top of wherever it is. Hollywood, politics, you name it. I mean, if you were Satan, wouldn't you want your literal seed in control at the very, very top? Wouldn't you want your seed? The Bible talks about that. When, when, he, when he's giving judgment to, to both Eve and the serpent, he says, I will put enmity between thee, meaning the serpent's seed and Eve's seed, the human seed. He says, I will put enmity, which means war. There's going to be war between the two seeds. Well, I'm telling you, his seed line is a literal seed line, and I don't mean Satan had sex with Eve. I can, that serpent seed theory, I can easily debunk biblically. We don't need the serpent seed theory. We've got Genesis 6. We know what happens. Who's getting up, who, who are the ones turning up pregnant when they get abducted? Taken aboard the, the alien ships or underground bases and things of this nature. Women, obviously. Who were getting pregnant in Noah's day? The women. They're mingling their seed with the seed of men. And the Bible says that in Daniel, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave. Now, that word cleave means to aptly fit. So maybe this time around, it's been a little bit harder for them than Genesis 6. Maybe why that's why they've had such a hard time with this breeding program, because I have heard there's been all kinds of problems. But it says they. Who's they? It says they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Well, hold on. If you, if you imply they, that means it's something that's not human. Uh, what, is it the godly line of Seth? Mingle with the wicked dars of Cain, like the cemeteries teach everybody to, to keep you out of that mindset? Teach that heresy? No, they. It's another non-human race. I'm telling you, that's what's been going on with, the, with all these alien abductions and these women turning up pregnant for decades. They got their own hybrid army and they've been reintroduced. There's a guy that I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm listening to his audio book on that. And he's got a whole thing on it. On these hybrids that are in our society. He's very matter of fact. He's not even a Christian. 
but it's just for him it's a very matter of fact thing i mean they're they're here they're being integrated into society he tells the whole thing about how you know the process by which they're and he's pieced this together over decades of research and i think a lot of it's very accurate that it's a little bit dry the way he goes over it it's not exciting the way he presents it but it's about one of the best best theories I've heard on it, how they get in, reintroduced back into society. Could they be taking the place of a lot of these people that are getting abducted? That's a theory I hadn't even thought of until now. So that way they can have their abductions and then they just re, replant a uh, hybrid in its place that looks just like them. Who knows? I don't know. I know they have cloning. So, you know... I know that's, for a lot of people, they can't handle that. That's going too far, what I just said, but I'm telling you, that's where I see it all going here. And I've been coming to that conclusion for more and more and more for years and years and years, and I have seen nothing that is going uh, to convince me otherwise. I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm not open to correction, but just haven't seen it. So this goes on to say the OTO, which is the Ordo, Ordo Templar Orientis, which is one of the wicked evil secret societies that Aleister Crowley started, and I've talked a lot about it. I've had a lot of experience with the OTO. Um, the Freemasons, Scientology, Catholic Church, <coughs> excuse me, the CIA and the Australian military and many, many others are all branches of the same satanic pedophilia network. It lies at the heart of the international child trafficking ring and the New World Order. It's a tough and bitter pill to swallow. But we have to face the cold hard truth. The world is run by a satanic cult whose members have infiltrated the top layers and power centers in the Australian, the American, and the British societies and those of numerous other countries. They are interrelated. They are bound together by bloodlines and Satanism with pedophilia, rape, murder, war, and genocide to follow. Fiona warns that every organization in Australia has been infiltrated, including hospitals, psychiatry, politics, because the medical field is one of the main ways they have infiltrated, child advocacy groups, uh, everything. The Satanists have created a false memory foundation, a fake organization set up by pedophiles to stop true victims from coming forward with their stories by convincing people they didn't really experience what they experienced. Only when enough of us truly grasp the enormity, the horror, the shock of this fundamental truth, now exposed by a mountain of evidence and a ton of whistleblowers and victims, can we hope to heal it by bringing these psychopaths to justice and restoring some semblance of honesty, peace, and freedom to our world. But again, they don't even include God in that whole scenario. When, without the Lord Jesus Christ's intervention, it's not going to happen. And I, I really think that that's a big reason why all of these stories broke in a very short time period after people were praying and fasting regarding the election regarding pizzagate when that all first broke out i just i just don't think it's a it's a, it's by accident i have never seen anything like it now granted i understand some of those things they've been working on for a few years but it's just weird how all of it comes to a head and all of it ends up breaking like a dam after that thing and i'm saying that to encourage you regarding the prayer and the fasting that was done that, that it did produce good fruit and, the, and that God did intervene as an encouragement because this has got to be one of the worst studies I've ever done. I don't like doing these kind of studies. But, you know, wickedness is wickedness and it needs to be exposed to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. Anyway, let's go forward here. This next report is 60 Minutes in Australia. Okay, it's funny. We're just talking about Australia. This is 60 Minutes in Australia 
reports a 15-year-old girl survives a Pizzagate-like satanic ritual abuse. Now, I think the girl they're interviewing here is, um, I think this took place in England. Okay, but it's 60 Minutes in Australia that reported on it. Now, this is horrible, okay, what we're getting ready to hear. So, you might not want to hear it. I'm just warning you. It's horrible. This poor baby that this happened to, I can't even imagine. You can tell she's just so broken. She's so broken. It's so pitiful. And I don't understand how on God's green earth you could do this to your daughter or your granddaughter. It doesn't even remotely compute to me at all as a parent. But evidently, there's a lot of people that this is just what we do and what we love. So let's go ahead and play this. It's loading. Okay, so this is 15-year-old girl survives Pizzagate satanic ritual abuse. And it's a, it's a it shows her, she's being interviewed, she's like just sitting there on a couch and they're asking her these questions. Um, it says, we need to spread the bits of evidence we have, exposing the sick, sickening madness and fight for what's right. They think that they own this world, that our souls belong to them. Let's prove them wrong. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Friends of family and strangers and my family used to rape me. Um, rape me. Uh, abort the babies I had. It would be hard to imagine. Made me abort the babies that I had. That's part of the what they always do with these girls that they they impregnate. More misery and suffering. Than what this is how the 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 whole thing with Easter got started originally. Ishtar, okay, which is what we think, oh, it's, no, it's not Christian. It's a pagan holiday. It's to honor the goddess Ishtar, which is what the word Easter is derived from. It's determined through astrology. It's like the second Sunday after Ostara, which is another pagan holiday. That's how they determine it. That's why the date changes every year, and it can vary by up a month. If it was the day that, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, wouldn't it be the same day every year? And not vary by a month, according to astrology? I mean, just think about that. What would happen is they would have the um, they would have the the high priests impregnate um, the um, the women there, okay? And I'm not sure if it was a it was probably a virgin. The high priests of you know Ishtar impregnate the 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 lady would would be pregnant, and then in the next on the next cycle they would sacrifice the baby. The next year at the next um ishtar or easter they would sacrifice the baby then that was part of and this is what they were doing with this girl they would sacrifice the baby when she would have it it was part of their satanic rituals that's what they do but Teresa says she's had to endure now this is 60 minutes australia you probably heard that guy's voice before us kids would be made to do things with the adults and animals and then uh, a sacrifice would happen. The sacrifice? Uh, were these animal sacrifices? Animals and um, people. On what scale do you think this was happening? Enormous. Far beyond what we've ever heard of here before. Teresa's mother, Bridget. You, you're talking about mass murder? Yes. On a scale that this country's never heard of before. And this was years ago. This is You could tell this is a pretty dated... A show here you know on a scale we've never heard of this this whole thing about 
oh, we've got 376 people, children missing in Virginia. Give me a break. There are millions of children worldwide that are being, I mean, look at what's going on in the abortion clinic. God views them all as sacrifices. 100,000 per day worldwide, according to their own statistics, abortions going on worldwide. 100,000 sacrifices to Moloch, Baal, Chemosh, Lilith, Artemis, whatever deity you want to attribute those sacrifices to. And a lot of times occultists own the abortion clinics. So they literally view the sacrifices in the abortion clinics going on. So you got 100,000 per day right there of the littlest, most helpless babies in the womb. That's how we, that's the foundation, the satanic foundation for every day in the world. And then you have all of these sacrifices that are going on and the rape and the pedophilia and all the other stuff. So you add that to it. Can you imagine if God looking down from heaven, how he must view the planet, how defiled it must look, all the cries of innocent blood that are going, I mean, I, that wasn't going on in Noah's day. 100,000 babies being aborted. I guarantee you that wasn't going on in Noah's day. I doubt it. Not saying there wasn't a human sacrifice, but I doubt there was 100,000 abortions going on per day. They probably didn't have the technology that we've got right now to do that. And the clinics and the and the murder murder clinics to do that worldwide. Maybe they did, but I doubt it. So I mean, I, I can't I mean I can't even comprehend how God can even deal with it looking down on. I mean anyway, but let's go ahead and play this more. For the first time, Teresa is learning what it's like to live with love instead of fear. In this quiet English village, with the help of her mother, she's slowly repairing her broken life. Teresa is now 15, but at the age of two, she was left in the care of this woman, the grandma she called Nan. And that, she says, is when her torment started. Who was the leader? Who was, uh, who was the boss of the game? the cult at home it was my nan so nan her wonderful grandmother was the leader of this pedophilic satanic cult your nan uh, made you have sex with animals or she should say she said at home it was nan now they would go other places where you know she wasn't the leader she was just part of the satanic network yeah um like goats and donkeys. Made her have sex with goat and, goats and donkeys. The story of Teresa is a story almost too horrible to recount. A case of child abuse that goes well beyond the kind of things we normally associate with the abuse of children. In 27 years of reporting, it has to be one of the most painful stories I have ever had to tell. I, I am super surprised that 60 Minutes in Australia would let this air with the pedophilia product Maybe they wanted to say, this is what's going on there, and maybe act like it wasn't going on in Australia. I don't know. I'm just very surprised this story ever came to light of day on a mainstream media news outlet. How many men or how many people would have sex with you? Well, at one time. Yes. About everyone who was there, which must have been about 20, you know, from 10 to 20 people. If it was a, a big ceremony, it used to be 30. 
What would your grandma be doing when these men were forcing themselves on you? Usually laughing. Or smiling. Good old granny was over there smiling while she's getting raped by 30 guys. Yeah, that's love. That's maternal that's maternal protection instinct love there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Or having sex with another man or other men. A chronicle of debauchery and depravity so horrific it's hard to believe. You have to ask yourself, could Teresa be just making it up? No. I know what's true and what's not. No, I know what I saw. She's looking this guy right in the eyes, and she is not flinching. She is not lying. This girl, and, and so many like her, like Kathy O'Brien, like that Bryce, I mean, so many of these poor babies that have known nothing but this their whole lives, they're not lying. There's too many of them, and... I mean, the, the sacrifices they've had to make for most of them to even come out and get this far have been... Because they've, they've tried to suppress this. But you can only suppress it so much. You've got so many victims out there. There's going to be some that are coming. And what I'm hoping is that as, as more and more of this gets exposed, more and more victims will come forward and shed more light on this. And, and as more prayers and more fastings going out, that this will come more to the forefront is what I'm hoping, because uh, this is just, it, it's so unbelievably horrific. It's just incomprehensible. Children don't make up elaborate lies that this would have to be if it was a lie, which I, I know it is not. It isn't. This couldn't be a terrible dream, a nightmare, that you're reliving? No. It's no dream. It's a nightmare, but it's it's not one you can wake up from. It's there all the time. This really happened, you're quite sure of that? Yeah. The police don't think Teresa made up a story. Some of the cult members are to stand trial. Five men have been charged with rape. As for Nan, the grandmother, she's 61, and lives in this council flat in South London. She's charged on seven counts of aiding and abetting rape and two counts of performing abortions on Teresa. So she was her nan, the, the loving grandmother, was also her abortion doctor. If you're finding this hard to believe, so did I at first. But then there are the medical reports, evidence of sustained <clears throat> sexual abuse. And there's this, a statement prepared for 60 Minutes by Teresa's psychiatrist. It says, in my opinion, Teresa... In other words, when you have sex with 30 men at once, there's going to be evidence of that, especially an underage girl, you know. So there's that as well, adding to the credibility of her, her pitiful story. Teresa's account is not the product of a psychotic illness, nor the figment of a fertile imagination. I believe her to be telling the truth. I know what's true and what's not. We also took Teresa's story to this man, therapist Ray Wire. He reads a transcript of our interview 
and listens to her voice. It's no dream. Few people of any in Britain have counselled as many victims of satanic abuse or Satanists themselves as Ray Wire has. Now, and you've heard me say this before, Britain per capita has more witches per capita, at least where they document this, than any other place on earth. It also has more haunted houses, is a side note of any place on earth. Occultism is extremely prevalent there, and I think that would also contribute heavily to these statistics and to the pedophilia that goes on there. If there is an expert on satanic cults, it would have to be him. Do you believe Teresa's story? I believe Teresa's story. It's exactly the same story as I've heard from men who says they've done it. You've dealt with other cases like hers? Yes. 21 cases like hers, he says, in the past two years alone. Themes like they were put in boxes with spiders and worms, where they were trapped in fear, where there was a high use of excrement and urine, where there was talk of human sacrifice. Take just one of those rituals, putting children in boxes with spiders and worms. Now, listen to what... And, and human feces and urine, too. And to traumatize them, and this is one of the ways they fracture, they break them, and they fracture their personalities, and they create these MK Ultra mind control with, with multiple personality disorders because they have to disassociate from the horrificness of what's going on in that particular moment. So they shatter their personalities. And, and that's what they do. Teresa told her mother... And they had a coffin-like box that children were put in with spiders and snakes and the lid shut. Now, she hadn't heard that man say that, but this is the mother relaying what had been told to her, totally confirming what that man just said. And left in there, I would have come out deranged. I could not have coped with that mentally at all. You have evidence to back up stories like Teresa's, that this yes. is really happening? Well, we have that age of child six, five, and four, giving information that ties up with Teresa. How do those children know? How do those children able to describe rituals, to talk about ceremonies, to talk about sacrificing animals? How do those children know? Nightmares, imagining it? You can't imagine those things at three and four years old, and you also don't have the evidence of anal sex abuse and oral sex abuse and all that other abuse that clearly those children have experienced and endured. During these ceremonies, was Satan the devil ever referred to? He was called Lucifer. Um, What did they say about the devil, about Lucifer? That um, killing the people made him happy. Oh, this poor baby. Oh, I mean, I, I just have nothing but absolute, total, Christ-like compassion. And then she says that killing the people makes Lucifer happy. Well, Lucifer... You're going to burn in a lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So let me remind you of where you're going. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sacrifices 
to please the devil. According to Teresa, the worst rituals took place at a house somewhere in the country. It was big, you know, expensive. From the front, it looked like a castle. You know, it had a long drive and big double wooden doors. Of course, because it was some elitist, some high-level, probably politician or whoever, and those are the people that do this stuff. Those, that's how they get to those positions. It probably some kind of bloodline of the Illuminati. And, you know, that's, that's par for the course. Not only that, when you own that much land, you can have a barrier around your castle or wherever you're at where, you know, you could scream and not, nobody's going to hear you. You think they were rich people then? Very rich. Now, where was this big house somewhere in the country? Teresa says she can't take the police there because the Satanists made sure she'd never know how to find it. Teresa was always drugged or on a couple of occasions she says she was knocked out um, so that she never fully knew the route. There was a tramp who was brought in once you know, and he was killed. So I didn't know what she meant, said at first, but it's a tramp, like a like a hobo guy, like a homeless guy. There was a tramp that was brought in once, and he was for their human sacrifice. But he didn't realize that until the end. You're going to hear. He was cut from his throat down to his stomach. And that they, they ate him, well, bits of him. They killed a man at a ceremony. Yeah. In front of you? Yeah, in front of all of the, all of us. Did the tramp, did this man uh, fight back? No, I think he was, you know, drunk or something. He seemed really dopey. He was laughing a lot when he was brought in. And he started screaming when they began to cut. But after a while, you know, he died. I'd seen a few killings before then, although I wasn't used to it, it, you know, that was the worst one. I really don't know what I thought. I suppose I thought, thank God it's not me. Let me get this right now. Are you saying that you saw more than one person killed in that house? Yeah. I've seen um, loads of babies killed there. She said I seen loads of babies killed there. Just newborn babies or aborted ones which were only small. You know, four-year-olds. Any age, really. Did they ever say they might kill you? Uh, they threatened to kill my little girl who's when I left, was still at the house. A friend? Huh? What little girl? My little girl, Alex. She's about four now. You mean you had a child? Yeah. How old were you when you had that child? Eleven. Mm. Motherhood at the age of eleven. But from what Teresa told him... She's crying. She, she's so damaged that 
she can hardly cry, but she's crying now when she mentions her, her little girl. She had a child at 11. Mother, it wasn't the only pregnancy. We think um, about seven or eight times. It's hard to say. So seven or eight um, babies. It was constantly happening from the time she was capable of being pregnant. What happened to the pregnancies, to the babies? Um, they were aborted by my nan or by one of the doctors at the house. There were doctors there at that house? Yeah, there was um, two, I think. Yeah, and a, and a nurse. What would happen uh, to the fetuses, the unborn babies? They used to be taken away most of the time, and one time baby was taken out of me and then killed in front of me because it was still alive. And then uh, what would happen? Well, after they killed it, they would eat it. But we were also made to eat it. You were made to eat your own fetus? Yeah. Who made you do this? My nan. You'd think the one person in the world you could leave a little girl with would be grandma. Someone to give her love and protect her from harm. Yet, when Teresa was left to live with her grandmother, they might as well have handed her to the devil himself. Grandmothers, I mean, the vision is... It conjures up for you, a sweet old lady, grey hair, rosy cheeks, holding her arms out to love her grandchildren. And it was exactly the reverse. But why was Teresa living with Nan in the first place and not with her mother? Well, when uh, my first marriage broke up, um, I, I took the children with me and couldn't cope. So I gave them to their father, who in turn moved to his mother's. And to Nan's he, place? Yeah. And um, when he left the Nan's place, um, he left the children there. How do you feel now towards her grandma and the other people who, who did all those things to your daughter? Uh, they disgust me. They are the worst form of life this earth has had the misfortune to create. Uh, <coughs> vile. Did you ever try to, to run away? Must have been, must have been frightened. A couple of times I did, but my uncle he caught me and brought me back. <clears throat> Going to the police. Did that occur to you? No. No. I thought it was normal, you know, even though I didn't like it. You know, I'm, I'm, I mean, you don't like to eat greens, but you, you know, somehow you, you know, you thought I thought it was. Just her being called to be kind or something like that. She said to me it was something that everybody did, she thought, you know. Like, you don't like going to school or the dentist. You don't like going to the black masses. It was never any different. I didn't have nothing to compare it to. All part of life, Teresa thought. Even a miscarriage one day at school. Yeah, I asked the teacher if I could go to the toilet. And she allowed me out. I went to the toilet and um, 
the baby was in my knickers and I thought it was dead, but it, it wasn't, it was still moving. And yet no one at school knew? No. Saw anything? No. Or if they did, they didn't say. No, she was treated for a high temperature, a fever, nothing more. What did she do with the baby? She kept her for a while because she was frightened that they'd use the child as part of the rituals. So uh, she turned the pencil case into a little coffin. Apparently uh, she put roses in to make her smell sweet, put a letter with her, pictures of herself and her brother, a picture of me. And then I put it down the chute because I didn't want my nan to get it. As we said earlier, the police have already charged some members of the cult. And we know so, in other words, in her defense, she was with this nan. She knows that the, the grandmother was going to find the baby and she knows the baby would be killed. So she was ra She had already seen seven other babies or whatever killed. So she thought the only humane thing she could do is do this, prepare this coffin because... And imagine how messed up she was in the head to boot. Because she knows if this nan lady got a hold of it, the baby's dead anyway. So at least this way she felt like she could show some com compassion. Oh, I... Just well, they're also investigating Teresa's accounts of those ritual killings. <clears throat> if there were as many, she told us, then the Satanists had a problem. How did they get rid of the bodies? They had um, a tub, you know, pretty big, I don't know. A fairly big tub, and they used to put the bodies and bones in there. And it used to go like, you know, fizzy in it. And then there was nothing left. It was an acid bath. They put it in, I don't know, some hydrochloric acid or something that would dissolve bones and everything, and there was nothing left over. Well, they didn't seem to be, but when they cleared it out, there used to be a sludge at the bottom. Teresa's story, her account, doesn't really surprise you. It doesn't surprise me in the light of uh, satanic abuse, no. Do you get frustrated with people who just won't accept that these things do happen? Yes, because I, I've worked with murderers in prisons for years. Not that long ago, a boy was found in a forest in southern England without a head. We have no doubts that men can do that. And yet when we start talking about men within Satanism <clears throat> who actually believe in evil and it's the right to express evil, we suddenly have a, a, a doubt. As I was leaving Teresa's place, she handed me this note. It's addressed to the film crew. She says, thanks for bothering to help kids like me. I hope it helps. On the other side, there's a poem Teresa made up while she was staying at Nan's place. She calls it, Nothing Left. Nothing left. I would scream, but there is no voice left. I would cry, but there are no tears left. I'd fight, but there is no strength left. That was just part of our investigation of Satanism in Britain. We're also gathering evidence about the activities of such cults here in Australia. I don't know what became of the Australian part, but... That's 
probably, I'm sure, as you'd agree, one of the most horrific things I've ever heard of, seen. And it's just par for the course, worldwide, going on every day. Uh, just one other thing, um, and this, I'm not going to play this, but it's the government child abuse. This was the um, Franklin cover-up. Uh, this is the testimony against George Bush Sr. involved in this. And again, we have this clipping, and I, I pasted a uh, portion of it here, the Washington Times. Uh, homosexual prostitution inquiry ensnares VPs with Reagan and Bush. And Reagan wasn't any saint, <laughs> let me tell you. Not according to Kathy O'Brien. I can't even repeat what her nightly uh, things were with that guy. But Callboys took midnight tour of the White House. I was in the Washington Times front page at the time. I'm surprised it made that. But there's a link there to the testimony against George Bush Sr. involved in this. And this, if you click on the link, you can watch the... the uh, <clears throat> You'd find it on YouTube too, but you can you can watch the uh, thing on the Franklin cover-up. It's also known as the Franklin Scandal documentary. The conspiracy of silence was pulled from TVs just days before it was to air, and had a lot to do with Boys Town and all the raping of the politicians that were coming in there at the time in the Midwest, in the Midwest, and all of the uh, pedophile network, particularly targeted at young boys, and how they were using Boys Town as a place to get more victims uh, but it was pulled from tvs just days before it's to air make your own mind up as to whether that's because the pedophiles in government were protected or not and these are the same pedophiles that are in power now just maybe a slight some of it the same generation slightly different generation their offspring so this is um the quintessential essence of the true battle that we're in this is the this is the face the probably the purest face of evil that you'll see and as christians we are called to be engaged in this battle and that's what this ministry is all about informing um other christians so that they can pray fast tell other people about it um and so they're not they're not ignorant of the devices of satan lest he get an advantage of us as the bible talks about so that's all i have um I'll go ahead and close us out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you for letting us come together again, Lord, to um, look at these issues, Lord. This seems like a very timely issue. This seems like an issue, Lord, that you have really brought to the forefront in recent weeks, God. And um, I thank you for doing this, Lord. I, I thank you for letting this come. I pray, God, that as horrific as this information is, that people would be forced to look at this. That ultimately you would use this as a tool, Lord, to show people that the true evil that exists. So that they would understand that the Bible is real. And that many would actually end up being saved from this. I pray for these poor babies that are a worldwide God. All the babies that are scheduled to be aborted. All, all the, the children that are being held captive. The ones in the mom mother's bellies that are, that are for sacrifice. The the generational 
children that are being brought up in this, being taught to do this to uh, future generations. I really believe, Lord, a lot of these entities aren't human and they're not fully human. I just pray, God, on that, on that end, you rain down your fury on these wicked devils, these pedophiles, these, these devils and demons and evil entities and fallen angels and fallen, fallen cherub himself, Satan, that are perpetuating this. Pray to God you strip them of all their witchcraft power. You expose them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, your angelic host. And through the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, you devour their wicked, evil actions and efforts. And I pray you have them in derision, Lord, in confusion. Confound them, God. Those that will not repent, I pray to God you thrust them down to hell in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they would not be able to permitted to do more wickedness against innocent children i pray to god you shut down every single abortion clinic worldwide god every single one wherever they're at every bit of wickedness that may be going on in underground bases and in these rich people's houses and and, and in all these places where pagans and witches gather all these things going on with the with the government during during black projects whether it's in this world or even off world because I've heard a lot about that too, Lord. I first pray to God, you know where this wickedness is going on, God. Pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ for your divine intervention. Because if you don't do it, Lord God, it's not going to happen. This cannot be something that a man does or, or that's man-centered where we're going to take up arms and we're going to do this. This has to be through the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our only hope. He's their only hope. He's that poor girl that we just heard. How pitiful. Who could do such a thing? And as much as it grieves me, I can't imagine how much it grieves you, Lord. I can't even comprehend it. Come, Lord Jesus. I pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ for your divine intervention regarding these matters and that every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would try to hinder this prayer, that they be bound up and rebuked and cast into the abyss until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable on thy side, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have have dominion over us lord and we ask all these things in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen